0: SoWin TV presents. So TV presents. I'm your host, Michelle Davenport. Now, let's get into it. Hi, friends. I'm Michelle Davenport. Welcome to Girl Talk. You're listening to episode 48 today, and we're in the book of Habakkuk. One and two. Habakkuk is a minor prophet, and it doesn't mean that he doesn't matter, but what it means is that it is a smaller, shorter book, and that's why they're called minor prophets. Habakkuk is a conversation between God and Him, and it's answering the question he has: If God is in control, then why do evil people exist? Now listen, does anybody else have that question beside Habakkuk? Has anybody thought, My gosh, this world is going to hell in a handbasket? Has anybody looked around lately and thought, Why is there so much evil? When we are looking at an eighteen year old kid shooting up? 19 children and two teachers and killing them? Has anybody asked this question? This is what I want to know today. Have you thought, where are you, God? What in the world is going on? Why is there so much evil in the world? And in chapter 1, Habakkuk is asking God, why are you, why are you doing nothing? And I'm sure so many of you out there are thinking that today. You're thinking, why doesn't God step in? Why doesn't he turn his his eyes towards us? And Habakkuk is asking God, why are you doing nothing to judge Judah? They're not honoring you. And God answered and said, I am raising up Babylon, Babylon to judge Judah. Then Habakkuk says, why are you raising up another wicked nation? Why are you raising up Babylon to judge Judah? And now we start in chapter 2. Which starts with, I will stand. This is Habakkuk saying, I will stand at my watch post and station myself at the ramparts. I will look to see what he will say to me and what answer I am to give when I'm corrected. That's in King James Version. He says, I am going to wait. I am going to wait to give my answer when I am corrected. Because this is what I know. Habakkuk was this, he was willing to be corrected. He was willing to ask a hard question to God, but he was also willing to know and understand Numbers 20 through 19. God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? Habakkuk knew this. Knew this. He knew enough that he was gonna ask a hard question, but he knew that he would... Be corrected, because he knew that he didn't know all things. He didn't know. He knows that God's ways are higher than his ways, and his thoughts are higher than his thoughts, and that he doesn't think on any way, closer shape, or form to the to the um, extent that God thinks. And his mind can understand God's ways. Habakkuk was willing to be corrected. Has God ever made a decision for your life that you didn't understand? Have you ever yourself been in a position with God and you're like, what in the world is going on here? Why have you allowed this to happen? Why haven't you corrected this? Why haven't you intervened on my behalf? Why is this going on? I Don't you know? I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. I shouldn't have to be in the midst of all of this. Listen, girls, just because we're believers, just because we're Christians doesn't mean that we're not going to face our trials in this life. And the last thing I ever, ever, ever want to say to someone or even hint in that direction is that once you become a Christian, that your troubles and worries are all gone. Some of my biggest battles were after I crossed the Jordan, amen, some of, some of Israelite's biggest battles were after they crossed the Jordan. It's, that's when the battle began. That's when the fight for the land began. That's where the fight for the promises began, is after they made it through the Jordan. And so that I liken that to my salvation. After I stepped a toe in the water and it parted and I gave my life to Christ and realized that when I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord, and he died, and, and three days later he rose up and went and sat at the right hand of the Father, that that is a beautiful thing, but that also doesn't give me a ticket as a way out of no troubles or trials in this world. You know, the enemy doesn't care if you're a Christian, and if you're not doing anything for the body of Christ. He only cares if you're going to make a noise for Jesus. He will leave you alone if you're not doing anything for for Jesus or winning anybody to the kingdom. Again, I'm going to ask, has God ever made a decision for your life that you didn't understand? Way back in the day, when me and my husband first started trying to have a baby, it was month after month. Uh, taking pregnancy tests and doing all these crazy things to try to get pregnant. All the little, you know, old wives tales to how you get pregnant. And you know what? <laughs> uh, we just about did every bit of them. Every single time somebody would give us a, a old wives tale how to get pregnant and, you know, when to try to get pregnant. And I mean, this has been 32 years ago. So it's just been a while. They've got a lot of new technology now that help you figure all that out. But back then in that day, all we knew of is to listen to all the people tell us how to get pregnant. Of course, we're praying, but we're young in our faith. And we don't have that faith to just really stand up and say, you know what, we'll trust the timing of the Lord on this and go about our business. We wanted a baby so bad that we were willing to do all the old wives' sales, do all the little remedies. And month after month, I didn't get pregnant. Year after year, I didn't get pregnant. And I believe it was the third year. But listen, on year two, we're still trying to have a baby, and my mom and step-up dad got orders to go to Cal—not uh, California, Florida—to work for Garney Construction, and so they took off and they went there to work, and we stayed home trying to have a baby still month after month. And they were there an entire year, and the weekend they were coming home, I I uh, loaded up and I headed to Warsaw. And I told my mom, I said, I think I'm pregnant. Can you take me to the clinic tomorrow and let's find out? And she said, sure, Shell, let's go. And so the next morning we got up and we went. And sure enough, I popped positive for being pregnant. Now, listen, if I would have got now, I, I'm just going to be honest with you. I got fighting mad with God. I was like, don't you know, <laughs> don't you remember, Lord, what I'd been through in my life. And that for me to finally get a hold of you and give my life to you, and now I want a baby and start a family. You're making me wait. Lord, don't you understand? I've been through enough. You know, I, through the whole year that they were gone, I'd go to God every month and say, Don't you understand, Lord, the pain I'm going through. I'm dressing up my dog in baby clothes. All my friends are having babies. And here I sit, bearing no children. And every month I'd cry those tears for that whole year my mama was gone. But God's timing, y'all, is so perfect. And His ways are not our ways, and His thoughts are not our thoughts. And if I would have got pregnant at any moment in that year, most likely my mom would have missed the birth. If she wouldn't have missed the birth, she would have definitely missed the whole nine months of her only child being pregnant with her grandchild. And so God's timing is perfect. And although I didn't understand... The decision to wait, that he was having us wait. There was a couple, but one of them was, we just were maturing in Christ. So he was just giving us about three years to get him, you know, get a little bit of God underneath our our belt, you know. But the other decision was, my mama would have missed it. And that would have even broke my heart worse, knowing what I know now. So God's ways are always better than our ways, and his thoughts are always higher than our thoughts. And I got to commend Habakkuk for understanding that he had questions, but he was willing to be corrected in his questions. I got to respect the fact that he knew that much. And God replies to Habakkuk 2, two through three, and this is what it says. The Lord replied, write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that that a herald may run with it. For the revelation awaits an appointing time. It speaks of its end and will not prove to be a lie. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. Now, this scripture is always used to encourage people to wait for it. And I'll tell you, it has encouraged me over the years and I'm sure it has encouraged you over the years to wait for it, to wait on God and it will come and it will not be delayed. And it's a very encouraging scripture for people to write the promises down and wait for the appointed time, even if it takes longer than expected, wait for it. It was an encouraging scripture for me, although I did... Tell you, I just kept getting upset with God. I kept not understanding his plan. Not understanding why I won't hurry up and get pregnant. But after you read chapter 1, and if you haven't, you should, you realize God is talking about something bad coming. He is rising up Babylon to judge Judah. So Judah wrote the vision down, not only for himself, because he understands this now, but for the people to give them hope that God would make things right. And so this is the second part of the, the lesson that I'm trying to impart today. One, that Scripture has definitely encouraged people over the years, and I'm sure is encouraging you at times when you've had to wait. But when we actually understand that God's talking about bringing something bad, Even if I think a bad thought, I immediately am convicted in my heart. And you say things like, I didn't pay, uh, if I didn't pay my taxes or renew my license plates, I'd be pulled over in a minute. I couldn't get halfway down the street without being pulled over. Girls, 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 listen to this. Praise God that you have conviction of the Holy Spirit living inside of you, guiding you and correcting you. That's awesome. But when you start thinking you're better, than others, and you start wanting God to, you know, wanting God to bring fire down from heaven. You got to know, and I got to tell you, we all sin and we all fall short. Every single one of us. They shouldn't gossip. They should pay their taxes and renew their plates. I'm not saying you're wrong in thinking it, but just to go around and lose your peace because you see this happening in the world, and you're like, why doesn't God? Correct them. Why are they getting away with it? They shouldn't talk bad about me or leave me out or try to damage my character because the light that shines through me shines on their darkness. None of it's right, girls. It's not right if somebody's trying to ruin your character, tear down your ministry, or hurt you in any way. It's not right for the people to obey the laws and other people to act like they are entitled not to. We were literally in a traffic jam the other day, me and my husband, and somebody got on the side where you pull off if you have car trouble, and they literally drove down the side of the road for probably a half a mile to get off on the exit. Why? Maybe because they thought they shouldn't have to wait in the line that we're all waiting in. I don't know. But I know this makes people furious out there. That's why we have so much road rage. Because we're like, why? Why are they driving around like they're entitled? Why are they putting my life at danger? And I'm not saying it's right. I am not saying that that's right. But I am saying that, you know what? God's got it. He's going to handle things. And you getting mad? and talking in your vehicles at them and griping and getting your blood pressure all up and getting yourself all, uh, you know, wind up because of somebody else's making a mistake out there. I mean, I understand that they're causing you and almost cause you your life. I get it. There are reckless people out there, and that does make me mad, but I'm praying the protection over me and driving anyway, and I refuse to, you know, lose my peace over the decisions that other people are making on the road. And I honestly tell you that when you feel like you want to honk at them or, you know, get mad at them, there are so many people out there right now that, you know what, they're a ticking bomb, and all you got to do is say or do the wrong thing, and they may pull out something and hurt you with it. And so I'm very careful how I drive. I always tell my husband, I said, you know what, somebody got mad at me and shot the finger at me. (laughs) I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this, but shot the finger at me. And uh, I said, I didn't do anything. I just driving. He said, Well, I think you may be the cause of people doing that. (laughs) So, yeah, you know, I just don't get in a big hurry because I know wherever I'm going, I'm going to get there. But if I get in a big hurry and rush and, you know, start getting all stressed out about the traffic, then you know what? I start driving stressed out. And I just, it's just not worth it for me to lose my peace. But I understand why you do, I understand why it happens. I understand that you have the right, but sometimes we got to reserve the right of what we feel like we have the right to do. And just pray through it, man. Just pray through it. Pray for those people you see cutting you off and running down the side of the road where people should pull off and be able to change a tire or have car trouble. Now, this guy's just flying, you know, causing danger to anyone and everyone, including himself. So I know that's hard, and I know y'all think, well, yeah, right, Michelle, just go ahead and pray, you know. (laughs) Yeah, we'll pray through it. Yeah, okay. I know that seems silly, but honestly, try it. If you're losing your peace out there on the road, just try praying for those people that are causing havoc on the road, and losing, and they're causing you to lose your peace. Before you ever get to your job, you're so frazzled and lost your peace that you go in there, and people say hello, and you're like, hello. (laughs) You know, you're not being no light. (laughs) That's not being a light out there. That's being Grumpy. You know, so if that's you, you know, it's okay because you're listening. You're listening. Nobody's probably listening with you. And if they are, you can just don't even blink. (laughs) Don't even act like it's you. And you just deal with it between you and God and ask God to give you peace out there on that road. I'm not sure how I got off on this. I I think I got off on this because, you know what, we want God to bring fire down from hell. You know, I mean, not for hell, (laughs) bring fire down from heaven, And we just want him to, you know, give it to them. God, give it to them. They deserve it, you know. And some of you out there, you're just wishing that somebody might just pull their car out a little bit while that person's flying down the the uh, side of the, where I don't even know what you call that road. It's just a little side road that you pull off on to fix your car if you got a flat or whatever, having car trouble, and the medium maybe. And you just secretly are kind of wishing somebody kind of, not hurt them bad, not, you know, not hurt anybody bad, but you just kind of, in your thoughts are thinking, I wish somebody just pull out there a little bit and slow them down. Or maybe you thinking maybe you should just do that. But listen, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Vengeance are God's. Remember that. Vengeance are God, not yours. And so this is this. I don't even know where to go from here, but this is what I believe. God's got it, y'all. Injustice does come around and not... When you demand it or expect it, but you got to understand God is in control. You got to understand that God's working everything out for his good and his glory. And that you are not the judge. You truly are not the judge. I remember, I'm going to end this podcast with a short story. I remember a friend taking me to lunch and she sat down and she, I mean, we just got seated and she said, I want to ask you a question. You know, you're a minister. I want to ask you, what do, you, do, you feel, do you feel like gay people will go to heaven? And immediately I prayed in my, in my heart and in my mind for God to fill me with wisdom in that moment, to speak through me. Because honestly, nobody's ever just came, sat down and just asked me that question. But I knew in my heart what I felt, but I needed God to pin it to words. And this is what I told her. I looked straight at her and I said, I'm so glad God did not put me in charge of who goes to heaven or hell. He called me to do two things in this life, to love God with all my heart, with all my mind, and all my strength, and to love my neighbor as I love myself. I'm called to love everyone. And that was my answer, and that is still my answer always. I'm not called to judge. You're not called to judge. And I know that it's tempting at times to even judge God when he's not performing like you think, that you think that he is just some puppet master up there pulling strings to make your life difficult and that you think he's some magician that should perform these miracles as we say, when we say, when we, what we say, and how we say. But God is God. God is God. And he is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should change his mind. Does he speak and not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? We have to understand that he is the God of the universe. And it's okay that we ask the hard questions like Habakkuk did. But we also need to understand that we need to wait for the answer. And be able to truly grasp the concept that we are going to be corrected. Because we just don't know what God knows. Our thoughts are not his thoughts. Our ways are not his ways in Isaiah. And so I wanted just to encourage you today, if you're struggling with this at all, that somebody's done you wrong, or that you just keep struggling with that person That's not paying the taxes. If you know you live in a state that they pay their taxes, and then they get their, they can renew their license plates. And you're running around counting all these license plates that are not renewed yet, and you're losing your peace over this. I wanted to encourage you today that God's got it. You just concentrate on you and your relationship. You concentrate on what you're doing. You pay your taxes. You get your license renewed. And don't focus and lose your peace on all the people out there that are trying to, to either cheat the system or can't afford it, okay? There's some people out there, it's not that they're just trying to run around with expired license plates for two years, but you know, have you been living in the last two years? Because I have, and the economy's pretty bad, and everything is pretty expensive, and I know there were people running around before all of this happened, before the pandemic, that weren't paying their taxes and that were driving around on expired license plates. I get that. it's It happened way before now, and I'm not giving people excuses. All I'm saying is, is there a possibility there could be another reason besides them being in rebellion, just not wanting to be a law-abiding a citizen, could there be another reason that they're not paying their taxes and not getting their license renewed? Could it be that they've been out of a job? Or could it be that they're just down on their luck? They have a job, but they're just barely making by. Could it be that? Cuz if the answer is I don't know, then there is a possibility and you have to allow the possibility to be in your thoughts, not only thinking the worst, but also giving the benefit of the doubt. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Well, this has been your uh, this has been uh, your girl talk for today. And, you know, I always love to just chat with y'all, but I've been digging in this book and I've so enjoyed it. And maybe I'll bring another message, next girl talk on the finishing of Habakkuk. But I've just enjoyed studying this out and learning myself what God was doing and who he is speaking to, because I always thought that scripture was just for me, really. (laughs) I mean, I knew other people could use it to be encouraged to wait, but just understanding that he was saying, you know, wait. Write it down. Tell the people, tell the people that, yes, I am going to judge Judah. I'm going to take care of this. So write it down. You be encouraged. But also encourage the people because I am going to take care of this. And it didn't even happen in Habakkuk time, but it did happen. Amen. All right. Well, I never like to get off my podcast without telling you where you can reach me. You can reach me on Facebook at Faith Builders Ministries, Inc. And you can also reach me as Arthur Michelle with 1L Davenport. You can listen to me anytime on the Christian Mix 106 on Wednesdays and Fridays at 9 a.m. Eastern, Tuesdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern and Saturday morning for Girl Talk at 10.30 a.m. Eastern. Well, you know what I always say? I say, go out there and be willing to be an answer to somebody else's prayer. Amen? Amen. Why? Because it'll change you. Until we talk again, I bless you. Bye bye. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like minded women? Come join us on SoulWin, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. SoulWin women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30 day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now.